This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. We are hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nononsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. I have zero idea how long it's going to take to describe this, so let's jump right into things. And uh, I'll come right out and say it out of the gate if, in my opinion, if you are looking for a surefire commodity to be long on for the next 5 to 10 years, maybe even the next 20 to 30 years, water's it for so many reasons. Let's put this in perspective. Are we going to need battery metals in the next 10 years? Probably, but as much as forecasted, like we just don't know. Are we going to need base metals? Probably again. But again, to what degree? How much are we actually going to build this decade? We're hoping to have started building by now, but we haven't because things keep getting in the way. How many more things are going to get in our way? Are we going to need cryptocurrencies in the next 10 years? Uh, Well, need is a weird way of putting it. It all comes down to adoption. And will anything come around to replace it? Sounds crazy, but the rate of technology is exponentially getting bigger. Again, it's not probable, but it's out there. Can't rule it out completely. Well, all right, VP, everybody's got to eat. So what about corn and soybeans and wheat? Uh, Well, now you're getting somewhere because, yes, everybody does have to eat. But not everybody eats those things. I try to stay away from those things myself. And chances are none of those commodities are going anywhere. But there's going to be different years, you know, that are better than others due to weather and things like that. But we all need water. We need it every day for many things. It is irreplaceable. We cannot do without it. And as far as supply goes, we are okay right now. But globally, our resources are getting tapped out lower and lower by the day. I know some areas have droughts. Some areas have floods. But you are now seeing more and more areas that have a lot less water resources than they did before. And it doesn't look like it's coming back anytime soon. I spent 15 years in the desert, and even though we were pretty much stealing water from California and from the Navajo tribe, uh, Las Vegas still had certain days to where you weren't allowed to water your yard. Our main lake, the levels of that lake, had dropped dramatically over time because we weren't getting snow on the mountaintops. Go look at pictures of Lake Mead right now. You'll see what I mean. I think no matter where you live, in our lifetime— we will see some type of water rationing mandates come down the pike at some point in time. And these things would not happen if we were not running out of fresh water. There would be no reason for them. And as the global population continues to grow, that is more people to suck up all the fresh water. Now, there are some people out there that say we have reached peak population, and it's only going to go down from here. If I'm going to put my conspiracy hat on, I would say that the idea that the global elites are trying really hard to make that happen uh, does add up. Who knows if it's true, but like I said, I can see it in a lot of places. If you take a look at the top 20 countries in terms of birth rate, almost all of them are in Africa. And it's been that way for a long time. And you wonder why so many bad things happen to Africa. Things you almost never see anywhere else. Now, I could go even deeper with this, but we are a solutions-based podcast, so uh, what can we do about this horrible crisis which threatens the existence of all humanity? Well, we can profit off of it. Screw it. I live in the present. I can do next to nothing about the availability of fresh water in the next 20 years, but I can do something about my account. 
and you can too. So that's what we are going over today. And there are two separate ways to play this, and both of them have a lot of advantages. The first one uh, does not have really anything to do with the scarcity of water so much, but rather the opposite. So those of you crypto heads have been paying very close attention to the infrastructure bill that got passed this week. Because as usual, politicians snuck in some dirty legislation that would never pass otherwise into this legislation in hopes that nobody would see it. Well, some people saw it, and it became a huge deal. Anybody who's on Twitter saw this whole thing go down. Um, But the bill passed, and let's talk about what was in the bill. Because things like this matter. I mentioned it in the copper video. Governments will tell you what they're doing through their actions and through the money they spend. And through this bill, over $55 billion has been committed to water-related projects, not just in the United States, but all over the world. This will be going towards things like replacing lead pipes, So the people all over the United States and around the world have access to clean drinking water. A good portion of it is going into wastewater and how we handle that. And in the eyes of the government, there is urgency here because of climate change. Again, how much you or I agree with the whole climate change narrative is not what's important here. It's not what we think should happen. It's what is happening. We live in reality and we invest in reality. And the reality is that this bill passed and a lot of money is going to be allocated to the treatment of water. And I would say lucky for us, because it just makes it so much easier, this is where ETFs come in. And some of you outside the United States groan when I say ETFs. There are European ETFs at stake here as well. Australia, I couldn't find any. Uh, But rest assured, Australia, you have a very nice chance to participate in the second part of this. Uh, But in terms of ETFs, now I'm not going to name them specifically. I'm going to put them all down in the show notes, and you can go look them up on your own. But there are about four water-specific ETFs in the United States. There is one in Canada, and there is three in Europe, all of which are on the London Exchange, I believe. And these ETFs, especially the North American ones, are full of companies that are going to be taking huge part in this process. And unlike my rant on copper to where we have to wait until we're actually building again, I don't know if they're going to wait for this. They might jump right into it. And we have all these ETFs at our disposal to leverage this. Pretty exciting, right? One piece of bad news. Smart money was already way ahead of us. If you take any of the American ETFs that I mentioned down below and you plug them into Yahoo Finance and hit the year to date, or just hit the one year, you will see that all of these have gone up a lot, especially kind of June, July, right in that area, because smart money saw the writing on the wall. They knew this bill was coming up. They knew it was almost a certainty that it would pass. And as usual, smart money got ahead of it. Now, this leaves the retail investor with two choices, FOMO in, or wait for a pullback that may never come. I will be talking about option B towards the end of this podcast, Uh, but that is certainly one way to play it, and it is definitely the option with the smallest time horizon. The next one, uh, the next option, I should say, is for people who don't mind waiting a very long time for tremendous upside, and that is going to be water stocks. Now, you can take any of those ETFs and unwrap them and see what stocks are inside, but most of those are going to be more for the treatment of water itself. They're not really stocks that hold, you know, mass quantities of water, which is really what we're looking for here. So how do you find stocks that hold a bunch of water? 
Well, you really don't. You play it a different way. I'm going to put down two stocks below, and they're not the most liquid stocks in the world, so be careful, of two of the largest land-holding companies in the United States. Um, Both deal with agriculture, so both have tons of watering rights all over the country. And if water ever becomes really scarce globally, this is going to mean something. Now, did I get these stocks on my own? No. Um, I watched a video on YouTube. It was a video where, once again, Rick Rule and Ross Beatty were talking to each other and talking shop and talking about stocks they own and why. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I see two billionaires who are both in the natural resources investing game like we are talking shop to each other, I'm going to stop and watch the whole thing. And I will link that video down below. They actually talk about water very early in the video. Uh, But most people miss this one. So all the better for us. Um, Now, out of the two stocks that Rick Rule mentioned, uh, one of them is incredibly pricey. uh, But the second one is not. And he said the ticker symbol wrong, but I found it. And on top of it not being very pricey, it also hasn't skyrocketed like a lot of those ETFs have either. Very interesting. So again, you should watch that video, but even if you don't, I will put those stocks down below in the show notes. And I'm sure wherever you are in the world or whatever markets you have access to, you can find similar stocks like this. Just look for people who own a bunch of arable land, like obscene amounts of it. Uh, They likely have food and water resources uh, that if things ever get scarce will go up tremendously. And as always, as a community, let's lean on each other. If anybody has other good ideas in terms of water stocks, put them down below in the YouTube comments section and tell me why. The more resources we have to draw from and be able to research ourselves, the better. So when it's all said and done, you're going to have a lot of options to choose from here, which is never a bad thing. Uh, But the question is always timing with these things, isn't it? You know, you're excited. You want to allocate your money to so many places, you know, Precious metals, cryptocurrencies, base metals, energy. And now I just gave you another sector. You know, maybe one you didn't budget for. Well, newsflash, I'm going to give you even more than this down the road, so be ready. And you will not be interested in them all. Um, But if you are interested in water investing, it's going to be a bit tough because, you know, a lot of us time these things from our weekly charts, as we spoke about before. You may or may not be able to chart these things individually. And if there's not a whole lot of liquidity flowing through some of these stocks, your charts aren't going to mean much anyway. So when's a good time to get in? Well, I can never say for sure, and my method is a bit imperfect, but I am going to share it with you next week on the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But do your research now and put these things on your radar if this is what you are interested in. That way, when it's time to make a move, you're ready. Have a nice big spreadsheet or a nice big piece of paper with all of your opportunities ready to go. Now, if your chick or your spouse or your kids find this spreadsheet or find this piece of paper, it's going to look a bit Rain Man. It's going to look a bit eccentric, and they're probably going to think you're crazy. Uh, But you owe them no explanation because we are not crazy. We are just early.